long time ago in Poland, lived a wealthy Jew named Baruch, which means blessing. And Baruch had indeed been blessed with everything one might desire. Good health, a good partner, and lovely children who were a source of real Yiddish anachas to their parents. Baruch was in business, in forestry, in sawmills, and in flour mills, and his business was very good and getting bigger. Many Jewish families made a comfortable living by working for this wonderful businessman who treated them very fairly and generously. Baruch was a real Baal Chesed, a very kind and charitable person. He didn't wait for needy people to come to him asking for help. He would look out for anyone who possibly needed help. For Yontif, nothing gave Baruch greater pleasure than to have a houseful of guests, especially when Pesach, Zaman Cheruseinu, came around. Every year, right after Purim, Baruch would leave all of his business affairs in the hands of his manager so that he could give his full attention to any families that might be in need of help for Pesach with all of the expenses, with matzah and with wine and fish and flesh and so forth. Right before Pesach, he would seek out any traveler who was passing through town and any other Jew who needed help to be his guests, not just for the Seder, but for the entire Yontif. One year, Baruch was unable to find any guests for Pesach. He was very upset. Pesach wouldn't be the same Yontif without guests. On Erev Pesach, Baruch sent his sons out to all of the shuls in town to see if any stranger had arrived. And they returned with two strangers who had arrived in town that morning and had nowhere to go for the Sadarim. Baruch invited them back to his house, gave them each a room, and they got ready for Yantif. Just before Shkia, they all went off to Shul to Davin. When Baruch returned home later with his sons and their guests, the house was brightly lit, the table was set for the Seder, the candles in their shining silver candlesticks, the containers of sparkling red wine, shmura the dishes with zroya and maror and chereses and the karpas, everything for the kairas. Baruch settled himself comfortably in his Seder chair with his two guests near him. His children waited, with their faces shining, for the Seder to begin so that they could ask the fear kashas. Just as Baruch had set up his kaida and was about ready to make Kiddush, there was a knock at the door. A poor traveler entered, carrying a small bundle. Good yantif, good yantif, he said. I'm sorry I'm late. I had a rough time getting here. Baruch stood up, went to the stranger, and extended a hand. Shalom Aleichem, good yantif. Baruch Abba, you're welcome. Come right in. You're just in time. Get washed and sit down. Well, I haven't davened yet, said the poor traveler. No problem. We have time. Here's a sitter. Take your time. We'll wait for you, said Baruch. So the traveler washed his hands, opened the sitter, turned to the wall, and began to daven. He wasn't able to read very well. The words came out slowly, but everyone waited patiently. 
When the traveler finished davening, Baruch took him to the head of the table and gave him a seat right next to him. He showed the stranger how to arrange everything on the kaida, and immediately upon completing his own kiddush, Baruch invited the traveler to recite the kiddush himself. The poor fellow barely struggled through it. When the family recited the Haggadah, the traveler's lips remained silent. He just stared blankly at the open pages. Baruch could tell that the traveler was very hungry, so he hurried through the first part of the Haggadah so that they could get to the Shulchan Eidech, the meal. After they ate and said Birkas Amazain, and they drank the third cup of wine, there was no reason to hurry. And so, before they returned to the Haggadah, Baruch turned to everybody and made an announcement. My friends, he said, at the beginning of the Haggadah, we are told that the more one tells of the miraculous departure from Egypt, the more one is to be praised. Our sages also say that this night of Pesach is a good occasion to tell over any miracle that a person might have experienced during the year and to express gratitude to Hashem for that miracle. And so I would like to tell you about a great miracle that happened to me this past winter during a business trip to the forest to select lumber. I was driving through the forest when a snowstorm broke out. The roads were very bad. My coachman could barely see. It was a real blizzard. Soon we were deep in the forest with night falling. Normally we would have reached an inn where we could rest for the night. The blood-curdling wails of wolves were sounding ever more closely. The horses were frightened, pulling this way, pulling that way. The coachman could barely hold them back and calm them down. He could hardly get them to drive properly. He attempted to move forward, but it was simply too difficult. Suddenly, I saw light shining through the trees. We followed the light and came to a peasant's hut. We knocked on the door. A drunken peasant let us in. We did not like what we saw, but we felt we had no choice. Five or six fierce-looking peasants were sitting near the fireplace, drinking and singing. They laughingly called out to us to come and have a drink with them. As we sat down near the fireplace to warm up, they jumped up and tied us hand and foot. We realized that we had fallen into a den of robbers, but it was too late to do anything about it. They emptied my pockets. They took my wallet and my gold watch and my chain and my fur coat. Aren't we lucky, one of them said, looking over their loot. Instead of us having to go out hunting in this awful weather, the birds have flown right into the trap. Our chief will be very pleased. Well, my friends, said Baruch, you can imagine how I felt, sitting there tied up, waiting for their leader to come and decide what to do with us. The night seemed to drag on. When the chief finally came in, the bandits told him of the great surprise. He told them to bring in my suitcase from the sled outside. When they brought it in, he told them to open it up, which they did. What is this? said one of the bandits, holding up my talus and tefillin bag. 
Another bandit replied, I know what that is. That's what the Jews use when they pray. But this Jew will no longer need these things. We might as well throw them in the fire. Please, chief, I said, don't let them do it. They're holy things. The chief spoke to the men. Leave them alone. Don't touch it. Put them down. Then the chief sat down at the table, took a bottle of mashke, and began to drink it. He didn't say anything more. The drunken bandits soon got bored. They went back to the fire and soon fell asleep. My coachman and I couldn't sleep. We were worried about our fate. Would they let us live? As the darkness outside began to recede and the new day began to break, I saw that the chief was looking at me. I spoke to him. Chief, I see that you fear God. You wouldn't let them burn my talus and my tefillin. Please, chief, allow me to put them on for the last time in my life. The chief stood up, took out a knife, and cut the ropes from my hands and feet and allowed me to daven. I put on my talus and my tefillin and davened as I had never davened before. Tears rolled silently down my cheeks as I prayed to Hashem to rescue us. I noticed that the chief was observing me very intently. When I finished davening, I put my tefillin and talus in the bag. The chief untied my coachman. He handed me my fur coat and my talus bag, and he whispered, Get out, both of you. Get in the wagon and leave before it's too late. We did not need to be told a second time, but as we were leaving, I looked in the chief's eyes and I said, For a Jew, it's never too late. We hurried out, we got in the sled, and off we sped to our freedom and to our life. And that, my friends, said Baruch, is the miracle that I experienced only a few months ago. And now let's continue with the miracles of Yetzias Mitzrayim as we read the rest of the Haggadah. The stranger who had arrived late to the Seder spent the entire Pesach in Baruch's home. Baruch paid him every possible attention. The family began to wonder if Baruch had met this mysterious stranger before. On the day after Pesach, Baruch waited for the visitor to accompany him to Shul as he had done every morning. But the traveler did not come out of his room. Baruch sent one of his grandchildren to look, and the boy returned, saying, Zaidi, the room is empty. The visitor is not there anymore. But look, he left his bag behind. Really? said Baruch. He took the bag and looked inside it. There were just three things in the bag, and Baruch knew exactly what they were. His wallet, and his gold watch, and his chain, which he had left in the bandit's den on that fateful winter night. <laughs> 